is your child super sensitive to any perceived or real criticism you might offer? Well, you need to learn about rejection, sensitivity, dysphoria, and maybe it's what is driving your child's overreactions and sensitivity. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I am a mental health trailblazer. Join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today we're continuing our conversation about emotional sensitivity and how we as parents can support our kids who are really overreactive. So let's dive in. Hi, this is It's Gonna Be Okay with Dr. Roseanne. And you know, this is the parenting resource. We've got a child with behavioral and emotional issues. Make sure to go back and binge listen to episodes, share it with another mother who needs some help because this is really about giving you solutions that you can use. And it's why I do what I do. So today we're talking about rejection, sensitivity, dysphoria, and ADHD. I know you've heard of ADHD. You're probably listening because you have a very sensitive child who's already diagnosed with ADHD. Or maybe you're in my natural parenting solutions group. You can go to www.drrosanne.com forward slash group or go over to Facebook and look at natural parenting solutions because that's what it's about. We are talking about, you know, rejection, sensitivity, dysphoria, and most people have no idea what it is. And it's a newer issue that it's not in the DSM or the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, but a little bit about it. It is a clinical issue where you have overly emotional reactions to real or perceived criticism or rejection. Interestingly, about 70% of those who have ADHD also have rejection sensitivity dysphoria, also known as RSD. And we've always known, you know, I've been working for three decades, we've always known there's this subtype of kids individuals with ADHD who are really sensitive. They're prone to big emotional reactions. They might have sudden outbursts. They might have emotional overwhelm. They're just different. When you have a kid, it seems so much milder, but I know it doesn't matter. ADHD is a neurodivergent brain and it affects you in a lot of ways. But if you have a kid who you know is unfocused, but maybe pleasant and hyperactive, but when you have that sort of just the difficulty, you know, that that irritation. This, as we're talking about emotional regulation, requires A-game parenting. You can't be like, you know, looking at your phone. You, you can't have your tone be off. You got to have your calm. You got to have it together because these kids are so ridiculously sensitive and it's hard. And they, it's tough on them. It's tough on everybody. So what what are signs and symptoms of RSD. So one, I mentioned sudden outbursts, emotional overwhelm. Those are two big ones, right? All of a sudden, out of nowhere, you said something and you're like, what did I say? What did I do? Big reactions. These are kids with low frustration tolerance. Things that should be seemingly benign can set them off, right? And it's often triggered by something that's a minor petty irritant, as I like to call it. They are defensive. It might be like, oh, honey, you forgot to put the garbage bag in. And they're like, I, what's wrong? Ah, 
and you scream. True story. You might have sudden mood changes. And typically, they're very specific, by the way. The mood changes are related to a real or perceived criticism. We're going to talk a little bit later about how is this different from other clinical issues. They're easily angered. You might have rage. You might have that irritation, right? As I mentioned about the garbage bag. These are also kids that might withdraw socially too because they are sensitive and they've been given pushback by their peers. They have an intense fear of failure. They're also prone to negative self-talk and negative thinking, which is also called rumination. They just, they're glass half empty kinds of kids. And, you know, I think what's really fascinating is the RSD brain looks different. Even the brain of a child with ADHD, we're going to talk about, you know, what is different about RSD from ADHD, but the brain looks different from a a child who has straight ADHD and ADHD uh, with RSD or RSD on its own. They typically go hand in hand. Most kids with RSD will have ADHD as a co-occurring condition, but 70% of people with ADHD have this. And there's a lot of things behind it too. You know, kids with ADHD are constantly being corrected. So of course, they're going to be more sensitive, but these are big reactions. You know, the brain is different is because the emotional centers of the brain are prone to overactivity. And as I always like to explain when somebody comes and works one-on-one with me in our Brain Behavior Reset Program, info comes in hot when you got an overactive limbic system. So it's already activated. So something comes in and it's like, boom. And that's part of where you see these big reactions, right? Over emotional reactions. But when we think about how is RSD different from ADHD. Let's dive into that. Let's talk about that. Hey there, Dr. Roseanne here, and I'm excited to tell you about my school accommodations guide, which I believe can be a game changer for parents and caregivers of children with special needs or mental health and behavioral challenges. As a parent myself, I understand how challenging it can be to navigate the complex world of IEP and 504 accommodations. That is exactly why I created this guide to provide you with the information you need to advocate for your child's rights and to ensure they're getting the right support that they need to be able to succeed academically, behaviorally, socially, emotionally, at school. I've done the work for you, and you have accommodations for over 30 common issues that affect learning. This 80-page guide, you're just going to have a directory that you need to flip through and find exactly the right modifications and accommodations that your child needs. I'm passionate about helping children and their families, and I truly believe this guide can make a difference in the lives of those who use it. That's why I'm offering it completely free. So if you want to make sure your child is getting the best possible education and support, head over to www.drrosanne.com forward slash 504 to download the ultimate school accommodations guide today. I can't wait to hear how this helps you and your child. 
And RSD brain is different. I'm going to make that a little bigger for those of you who are watching. I have or listening, I should say, I have a graphic. But what it is, is that first of all, ADHD is a clinical issue that has impulse control issues, hyperactivity, inattention, right? So we know that. Also, ADHD is its own clinical condition and the brain looks different. They're, as I noted earlier, so they tend to be more unfocused brainwaves frontally as well as not enough focused brainwaves. And RSD is that specific behavior related to criticism and rejection. And then their brainwave activity looks different in that the limbic system is hot, right? There's lots of overactivity there. And there actually can be overactivity in the frontal lobes and low activity in the calming area of the occipital reason. They're similar because they can affect children, adults across, and it impacts emotional and behavioral regulation. So ADHD, impulse control, you can be more emotional. And RSD, of course, it's specific to emotional regulation. When we are talking about RSD, then how is it different from other clinical conditions? I think this is really important. I think that even though there's such an overlap with ADHD and the impulse control and putting the brakes on, I think there's a lot of overlap to mood disorder. When we're talking about those symptoms of RSD, you know, sudden outbursts, emotional overwhelm, low frustration tolerance, mood changes, it sounds a lot like a mood disorder. I think what is the distinguishing characteristic is RSD has a clear trigger. So we know there is a perceived or real criticism and there's a reaction. And a mood disorder does not have to have a trigger. It's about being in a state of overwhelm, maybe being withdrawn, maybe being easily upset and whatnot. There doesn't always have to be a trigger because the brain gets itself into a state. When we also think about other clinical issues, we have to think about sensory processing disorder because there's an overlap with that with an ADHD. And we know the trigger for SPD for big reactions, as well as even within that children with autism can have sensory meltdowns. It's a sensory trigger. So a light, a sound, a touch it could even be the buildup of sensory experiences within a classroom. Today I'm filming and we have those like annoying lights over us and I had to turn them off because it was making like this little buzzing. And I said, Dr. Rowe does not want to deal with it today because I also have to be under lights all day. And, and it just really, really starts to wear you out. And it's the same thing for a child. So RSD is different and it's about the trigger. And I think the more people... I know I have a great blog about how RSD is different from ADHD um, and similar and goes into all of this. And you can go to drrosanne.com forward slash my blog and just look up reactive sensitivity dysphoria. It's also going to be in the show notes. But we have to start thinking about strategies for managing emotional dysregulation one of the strategies that we're going to talk about here, but we're also in this series going to talk about fostering emotional development, we're going to talk about cognitive repraisal. So this is a specific 
technique for your negative thinkers, people. And if you are a glass half empty mama or papa, which many of you are, it runs in families because people act like this and you just have wired your brain to look to the negative. We're already wired anyway. You got to work against it, right? We got to, salmon can swim upstream. We can battle negative thinking. So the first step is to identify negative thought patterns and really help to break them, right? So your child has a negative thought pattern. You never do this when somebody's upset, okay? Just remember that. Always talk to your child when they're calm and beforehand, and you're going to step back and try to help them examine it objectively and look for alternative and positive interpretations. So let's go back to that to that garbage. So, you know, oh, looks like you forgot to put a garbage in here. Oh, okay. You know, and your child gets upset and reactive and they cool down and you go, okay. So you forgot. I'm just going to tell you, mom forgets it all the time. And let me just, I'm going to share with you a tip I do. And then it could be that you put the other one underneath it. It could be whatever your tip is, just share it. And also just don't try to the shaming part of things is where people get into trouble. You want to make sure that you are really just being kind. And, 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 and I know if you've got an emotional sensitive kid, you're trying your best, man. So I'm not here to shame you, but go in with positive strategies. I think that everybody forgets when you are a glass half empty, you just don't even see what's in front of you. So you've got to be that person who's like just showing the solution, helping them work through it. And also to say things like, I don't know, do you have another idea that kind of works for me? And, you know, like, let's think of some other things. Let's go downstairs. Like your child might say, well, like a sticky note on the bottom would help. Oh, that's a great idea. I never thought of it. And just get into that mode. And I know having a sensitive kid, I'm very upfront about it. We talk about it. And I always afterwards, I'm like, does that help you that reaction? No. Okay. Let's get into the solution. It has paid off. Just be careful of your expectations. This requires a lot of management and reinforcement. It didn't happen overnight. It's not going to resolve overnight. And there are lots of ways, right? And we always want to talk about calming the brain. And we use calm PMF. We also use neurofeedback. There are a lot of things that we do to calm the brain. If you're looking for solutions, you can go to our solution matcher, www.drrosanne.com forward slash apply, and it will help you. You can just go to our Facebook group too and be part of that community. But you got to look for solutions. You got to address the behaviors. And all of our work is calming the brain. And hello, if you have an emotionally dysregulated kid, you got to calm that brain down. You're not going to get any learning if we don't calm it down. It's common sense is what that is. But that is the basis of my work. And then come in with the consistent learning and reinforcement, consistent learning and reinforcement. Super important. You can do it. I have faith in you. If I can do it, if my autism moms can do it, I got one mom, five kids, four with autism, lots of them, all five of them have emotional dysregulation. 
She's doing her best, keeping it together. She's not perfect. This is all about imperfect parenting, but the consistency is really critical. And this is how we start to change behavior. So I hope this was helpful. And if this is makes sense to you that you have a kid with ADHD and rejection sensitivity dysphoria, or maybe you just have an RSD kid, it's just a framework. It's a helpful to understand there's common issues and there's some things we can do. Regardless of why I'm Emotional dysregulation is happening. You got to calm the brain and you have to teach them coping skills. We're going to be talking next about fostering emotional regulation. Parenting is so hard and there are many ups and downs. And you know what? It's even harder when you have a kid with rejection sensitivity dysphoria. They struggle with controlling their big emotional reactions. But just know, no matter how dysregulated and over-emotional your child can be, it's going to be okay when you take one step towards natural solutions. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at. 